0: This week's show was a Halifax Wanderers special show. I'm talking to James Covey, a legend amongst Wanderers fans, about his love of the game and also his love of the Wanderers. Andy Watson, Dave Smith of Armchair Commentary, and myself took in Dave's first Wanderers game. There's some snippets from the game as we watch and some opinions of some of the fans afterwards. In the last section of the show, Dave DeRay Faulkner and I are talking Man United versus Arsenal. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe. Now on with the show. We are talking to Halifax Wanderer's Royalty, uh, James Cogie. Uh, James, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure to be here.
0: And uh, I, I hope you have a, a beer in hand.
1: <laughs> I sure do.
0: Uh, I, I'm all out of
1: my, my beloved uh, Privateer's 1882 ale. It's uh, really good by the way. Yeah, yeah, we love it. We love it. Uh uh yeah, at the moment I've uh, gone through all my cans. So I've uh <laughs> I've poured I've poured another favorite of mine, which is uh North Brewing uh Lawrence Town Surf Session Ale.
0: Oh wow, excuse yeah. me. I I feel I feel like a <laughs> peasant now as I open my can of tea, so. <laughs> Oh, I that, still know that's still Nova Scotian though, right? So <laughs> no, no,
1: North Brewing is the best thing to happen to Coal Harbour in a while, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, lo- I love it
1: that they moved over there.
0: It's uh yeah, they, they do make some great stuff though too, right? They really do. Um so but speaking of the beer, like did you get like some freebies out of that or did you have to pay like the rest of us?
1: Oh, well, so um that it, it that's really a venture between us in the supporters group and this um wonderful uh, brewery out in Port Williams, home of uh, TFC's uh, uh, Jacob Schaffelberg. Uh, Yeah. um, So uh, Wayfarers approached us uh, in the supporters group, uh, really the the connection was made by one of the, one of the investors in that brewery um, who also happens to be the, 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 the medical lead for the Wanderers. Uh, Yeah. Rob Green. Uh, wonderful guy, and uh, yeah, he basically he has two passions outside of uh, trauma medicine. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, one of them is soccer, and the other one is beer. And uh, he saw a way to bring them together, so he connected us. So we put together a little kind of representative group of supporters, rented three vans, you know, trucked ourselves down to Port Williams. And uh and Wayfarers uh, hosted us there and we taste tested four alternatives and then voted on our favorite to uh to bear the the privateer's name. And it turned out that the one we voted for was also the favorite of the the brewmaster there, uh Detlef Heiss, who comes from Germany and uh, very uh very interesting guy. Um and uh, yeah, so we picked the same one he liked and that was what we went forward with. Uh, the can was designed by our own uh, Carlos Benitez, who uh, designed our, uh, our supporters group logos and creative materials and um, um, has done like kit design for first division clubs in Peru. Like he's got a really interesting design history in soccer and we're, wow. we're, we're, we're lucky to, to have him in the supporters group um so uh yeah we're really pleased with how the can looks uh we've we've got um we've got the cans and specialty stores now still working on getting it into the lc um but uh yeah to uh to bring it back around to your original question there's a, you know we're, we're set up the supporters group is set up as a nonprofit society uh so we're out there kind of raising funds through memberships and scarf sales and stuff like that to support the activities we do you know up to and including you know buying smoke and stuff like that um so uh so a small portion of the revenue from that beer comes back to the supporters group
0: that's that's amazing like that um, and you guys are i put so much into it like on a volunteer basis the the city's really lucky that there's people uh it just amazes me that people like take so much time out of their own lives we're all busy people to do this kind of stuff so uh we really appreciate that uh, you're bringing all those kind of fun things to the to the ground. Uh, it's it's quite a sight when you're walking down um the street towards the stadium and you see the blue smoke rising. It's uh it's quite a sight, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's 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 nothing I'd ever ever thought I'd
1: see in my own city. Like honestly, I, I just always thought that I'd have to move to a bigger city to be able to to go down and see some footy like of a of a of a real quality in in my own town and uh honestly uh you know my my wife and i have mused at times about retiring to a larger city you know maybe montreal maybe chicago a couple of our favorite places um but the funny thing is a lot of things that we like uh, about bigger cities are are starting to come here to us in halifax which is really neat and uh this is really key for me i mean it's for sure it's uh, you know, association football is my favorite football, and uh, and, it's, and it's and it's my favorite sport. And uh, uh, yeah, I just can't believe that it's it's here at this level for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I've been here ten years now, and the, the city's definitely has a different landscape to what I had when I moved here even ten years ago. So um, long may it continue. Uh, Halifax is going to hit the big time soon. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody who comes on the show, we do ask them. Uh, how they fell in love with the game and what started your affection for it. Um, So what started you, uh, your love for the uh, association football?
1: Well, so uh, as a, as a 12 year old boy, um, uh, which uh, I guess I'll give away my age now I'm turning 50 next year. Uh, Thanks. Uh, um, (laughs) Yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just, you know, just having a discussion earlier this evening about how old I'm feeling because I just, you know, we just dropped off my stepdaughter at, at university uh, a few weeks ago at the, and delivered her into residence. And, you know, if you ever want to feel like you're aging, that, that'll do the trick. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, no, um, uh, when I was 12, so in 1982, that was the first year that the entire world cup was shown on television in canada uh cbc showed all of the games you know some of them live some of them on tape delay but they showed all of the games and uh i just fell in love with what i was seeing and there was this additional layer for me like um where um you know i i i was an adopted kid and i i didn't meet my my birth father until i was 29 years old um but i always oh, knew wow. i always knew that i had a biological father out there who was from italy like that much i knew about him and so you know at 82 uh was you know a year that you know canada was not in it Uh, like most years, Uh, but, uh, but, uh, uh, but Italy obviously was, and obviously, uh, you know, won it uh, that year. Uh, So I had been cheering for them from the start and the emergence of uh, Paolo Rossi in the, in the elimination rounds was an amazing thing. The, 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 the giant killing kind of matches that they played Uh, making their way to the final were were amazing and of course the fact that the team that I was cheering for from the beginning actually won the whole thing set up a kind of impossible set of uh, expectations that (laughs) (laughs) probably mostly crushed me the rest of my life Uh, you know with the exception of 2006 which is great Um, yeah so I so I so I had the I had that experience then and you know, it was a long time before the club game at a high level was was really kind of available to us here in North America. Um, uh, you know, there was the, the the Canadian Soccer League for for a while in the uh, kind of late late eighties uh, in the wake of Canada actually making it to the eighty six World Cup. You know, not, I
0: remember I remember yeah. that one. That, I uh, we used to collect uh, like football cards. Mm-hmm. and every pack would always have two or three Canadian footballers that, like, I'm sorry, but we used to just, like, throw in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're uh, like the bum cards, Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Canadian. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: yeah, so, you know, we had that league, but then that, that league never had a good business plan. It was, you know, it was an idealistic enterprise and sort of destined to fail, I think. And so we, we had a team here and uh, for one year. Uh, in '89. Um, So '89. I may have the year wrong, but um, the Nova Scotia Clippers. uh, They played at Baisley Field in Dartmouth, and I think I went to one game with my dad. It was nothing like the experience we have now. Like you know, there was no supporter culture hadn't traveled here. You know, we weren't seeing the the that high level club game on TV here or anything like that. Uh, So it just. you know, it wasn't that great an experience, to be honest. Um, um, but, uh, you know, sometime later, thanks to the internet, thanks to the prol- proliferation of cable channels, it it became possible to follow, you know, the big European leagues, you know, game by game and so forth. And um, it was probably kind of... Mm, Probably around the same time as the the Italy two thousand six win that I decided I needed an Italian club to follow and you know started researching different clubs and you know for? and uh, so I, I ended up being a Roma supporter. Um, my my uh, my birth father always gave me a hard time about that. I, he would never admit <laughs> it, but I, but I think he was a Milanista. Uh, like he would, okay. he, yeah. He went, he, went, he once said to me that that like. Uh, uh, he said, why'd you pick a team like Roma? You should pick a club that wins things like Milan. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't work that uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. And there, they, there, were, there were other, um, you know, there, there's other people in my kind of extended birth family who are like, uh, into Juve and stuff like that. There isn't one club that the De Quintios follow. Um, but, um, um, yeah, I, I, th- I fell in love with Claudio Ranieri's Roma. Um, I, I, I loved his interactions with the team and and uh, his manner on the sidelines and the things he was doing. And, and uh, you know, of course, Totti and his magic touch and all of that stuff. It just really sucked me in. And, just, and just then, push you know, over
0: the whole uh, spitting incident, right? Really. Yeah, well, but...
1: <laughs> yeah. There were some... Yeah, there were some <laughs> some things that... Uh, uh, I i, I they, <laughs> his his stamp on, 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 on Balotelli was somehow like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah but, uh, but, you know, just the, like at the, at the level of the, of, of the game, it was, you know, they've always, they've always been a club with the emphasis on, a, you know, attacking football and um I still like that about the club. Um, so I, I would say that, you know, like <laughs> the funny thing is, I probably watch more EPL than I do Syria, because in Syria I'm really just rooting for one club, you know. Yeah. But I think with 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 the Prem, I'm kind of I'm a I'm addicted to the overall narrative of the league, you know, and I really it's, I really it's follow very it. Addictive. Yeah, yeah. So I you know listen to lots of podcasts and watch a lot of games, and I I you know I, I'm I'm. I'm a dedicated neutral, know in, in, when it comes to the prem, <laughs> um, but I, but I like to you know jump on the odd, odd bandwagon. Like I re- I really enjoyed the the Leicester Championship run. I, obviously Ranieri at the helm made that you know crucial for me. But but
0: uh, what, a, yeah. what a football man he is! Like he, his love for the game it just runs through him. And I mean like he went when he came to England first, he was at Chelsea and he couldn't speak a, a lick of English, and you still. Everybody really still loved him. Uh, he had the, the nickname the Tinkerman. Yeah. He just like to mess around with different stuff. And yeah. Chelsea fans grew to love him, but they dumped him. And then he tips up into Leicester and yeah. wins the bloody league. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's okay in my book.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, ca- I call him my imaginary no no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, you know, sa- sadly, I never, I, I, I actually never met my my Italian grandfather because by by the time I met my birth father, like uh, his father had passed away, um, so he, like he's yeah, so I call him my my imaginary Italian grandfather, and then there's there's a funny kind of postscript to this whole origin story, which is um, at one point, um, I, uh, I think it was during the Euro one year. I was sitting around with uh, some of my, you know, Italian Canadian family and, uh, talking to my birth father's cousin and, and who is just like obsessed with football, right? Like he's the person that people gather around to get the views on what's going on, you know? (laughs) And, uh, so he, he, you know, I, when I told him that my affection for the game went back to the, uh. The, you know, the 82, uh, campione, like, uh, you, you know, he was like, Oh, so really, you'd have fallen that, you know, didn't realize. Um, and, you know, of course, a big part of that, like, um, you know, world cup victory was the veteran keeper, uh, Dino's off. Oh, and, legendary. uh, yes. And so, so then so Camillo says to me, you know, I once scored a goal on Dino's <laughs> off, What? So he he then proceeded to tell me they'd been in the army together and in like a sort of, you know, pickup game, like in the military that, yeah, he'd put one past. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hell of a claim to fame. I know. I know. I just, I kind of, yeah, my my head kind of spun around uh so that, yeah. that
0: that world Cup, my favorite image yeah. was uh was a tardelli was the guy's name
1: the, yes uh, marco tardelli
0: the, when he scored the, that goal there the the run that he did and he just the pure passion in his eyes uh was definitely a uh it was definitely a, a, an iconic moment um, amazing
1: you know in the, in the in the 2006 win uh the italian community here had a big impromptu victory parade and uh I was right there I was right there in the middle of it. Uh you know, my 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 Zio Elio, he has a he has a, a big van, you know, or did at the time and he'd like drape the Italian flag over it, whatever and and uh, you know, I jumped in the van with him and we we're like waving to passers by and there was this long line of cars like rolling from the Italian center on on Agricola down to uh, Citadel Hill and people waving and beeping and the whole That's deal. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And, and, uh, it was, it was interesting to kind of go from the 82 victory of just having this sort of like hypothetical, you know, uh, context to my life or whatever to being right in the center of it. The, the second time that the world cup came around.
0: Amazing. Um, so, um, just with the uh, – moving on to the, the Wanderers. Yeah. Uh, so, with the inaugural CPL season drawn to a close, what have been your highlights of the season so far? Oh, man. Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm here to ask the tough questions, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what? <laughs> uh, I, I still think opening day – uh, at the grounds the you know um so our our, our first home match was on my birthday <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> Did you remember any of it <laughs> yeah it was, it was the first time I had sixty two hundred people at my birthday party but uh um, so <laughs>
4: that
1: that 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 dramatic win I mean it was just everything and you know, it's 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 a bummer that with the injuries and, and and you know, some of the difficulties with like some of the position interactions not working out the way the coach intended and stuff like that, that uh, the Perea hasn't, you know, really been able to contribute much in terms of goals this year. But it was one of those moments where you just saw his like incredible football IQ. I like when that when that ball kind of fell in his direction and He pounced on it for the winning goal. Like, I, I, I almost felt like I could see his eyes widen from the stands. You know, <laughs> and, yeah, and the, the, you know, in the moment that we, uh, yeah, uh, scored and and uh, took that that victory against what we already knew at the time was one of the top clubs. Um, that was just wonderful. Um, yeah. So, I, so
0: you, with with the with the with the, the, the Wanderers ground being a bit of a fortress this season. Uh, how important has the crowd actually been to the team? Do you think? Oh, I,
1: I mean, I think it's been everything. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have. There's something mysterious about our incredible weakness on the road, right? Like, I, I, I don't yeah. think it, there's no one thing that can account for that. And you know, it's, a, I, I'm sure it's frustrating to everyone involved, from coaches to players to fans. Um, but there, there's no question that. Like there's so much interaction um between the, the crowd and the and the players and I really love it. Not you know, hopefully not to the point of distracting the players, but um you know, when 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 Mo Karuma started, you know, like whipping up the crowd at certain moments, you know, waving his arms to to, to get folks in it and, and and you know, since then some of the other players have kind of taken to doing that too. And um, you know, when when um when there's a moment where um you know kind of Christian can give us a wave or whatever when we're singing he's one of our own <laughs> you know he'll do that <laughs> you know we'll we, you know we've 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 got a tradition now at some point in the game chanting Stephen, Stephen, give us a wave and you know coach hart will when you know when he hears us doing that he'll go ahead and give us a wave and we give him a cheer <laughs> back and it's just so interactive like there is there's no other sport that can deliver that kind of experience. And, and there's no other team in this league that is, uh, you know, experiencing this at this level. Like, you know, usually I kind of think of, you know, saying best supporters in in the league is, you know, it's like, well, how do you determine that? And, you know, obviously as, you know, part of this group, it's a little bit self-indulgent, to, yeah. to say but but you know I actually believe it because I think we've got a special thing going and and I think the players really ride on it and they they certainly say that they do and the, the coach says that they do so uh you know I think
0: the uh the, the club itself like they've they've been really clever in the way that they've like a- allowed the interactions between the players like I mean even in pre they had like the the, the open train sessions where the kids could come along and hang out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's just, it's really helped the city buy into what they're trying to do. And, you know, like seeing the guys at a Mary Brown's for that, yeah. it's like, it's, it's yeah. just, it's, it's been genius. Like whoever's a marketing person for the SEC, the main the company that owns them, like whoever is a marketing person is a genius because it's, yes. they really bought into the city um, yep. so I, I really do, uh, think they're doing an awesome job. Um, so I guess like when, like looking now, as, as we come towards the end of the season, like those lonely days back in 2017, and this was all pretty much a pipe dream. Um, did you imagine it would be this successful when the project was started?
1: You know, I really believed in it strongly and, and, and that helped motivate us. you know, I really think, um, yeah, I I I really thought, you know, that that exactly the factors that are continually cited now as as being critical to success that I really thought those those factors would would deliver, you know, like the location in the center of the city, the fact that in that May to October window there really is no competition in terms of sports events. Um the fact that this league is kicking off this year at a certain level where the kinds of crowds we can reasonably get in Halifax are, uh, you know, a, a good that that's a good crowd size for this league. Um, well, we yeah.
0: Like so if, if, yeah. You look at, if you look at if you look at some of the uh, the leagues in, in in England, like I mean, League Two, League One, even they'd be like love to have six thousand people at their game. So I mean, it, it is it's a great turnout for every game, and they haven't had to do anything gimmicky like the way that forge was a forge at the beginning of the season who gave away the free tickets and yeah seventeen thousand. you know they haven't had to resort to that so the money is going back into the club obviously so great way that it's uh it's turned yeah. out um as a, like i don't know if you imagine it to be that way but like <laughs> you know obviously this is i i feel like this is like the kind of it, it's been a, a dream kind of for a season yeah i would i would say so like I. Uh... Yeah, I was
1: I was expecting you know I was expecting it to see. I I think I would have been legitimately surprised if if uh, you know it 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 had not um, succeeded. But uh, the the thing that the thing that really impresses me though that maybe goes beyond my expectations is not so much the the crowd size per se. Like I thought it was reasonable for us to expect you know five to six thousand people to come out for this in this town, um, but. It's more like the way that um, the the community has kind of responded and the way that people have responded. Um, I just – I talk to – I talk to so many people who come out for one match just to see what it's like and then, you know, want tickets for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Like I, I just uh,
1: see so many instant conversions, you know.
0: Yeah, because I was talking to uh, I did like a few like little recordings there on Saturday, on Saturday just talking to some some fans, and that's definitely um, one of the things. It's like people, as I said, it's it, it, just a novelty factor. It's a little different sport or whatever they're not used to, and then they just get sucked into it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, and that's down to what's on the pitch, and it's also the, the crowd definitely draws people in. Um, my, my friend from. Armchair commentary uh, podcast uh, in mm. Halifax too. That was his first game, and he, he'll be back. He's yeah. every second of it. Yeah. Um, we were teaching him some phrases to use, <laughs> yeah. so he wasn't so he wasn't just using <laughs> hockey terms. And yeah, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so uh, with the uh, with the club, so um, you touched upon there that uh, their away record has been mm-hmm. not the greatest what do you think that the club needs to do for next year to be compete at the top of the the league with Valor and Forge?
1: Well, I think it's a little hard to predict. Um, what I will, what I will say is that I have a, I have a very strong sense now that you're going to see a lot of changes in personnel that, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they essentially, uh, you know, we're going. We we we'll see probably a few key players uh, retained, but I think you're going to see a whole lot of new players at the club next year. Um, so yeah. it's almost um, it's almost beside the point at this point to kind of talk about kind of solving the away problem because I I I, <laughs> I you know I I I'm really expecting quite significant changes. My understanding is that everyone in the league, this first season is on a one-year contract. Okay. And what that, one of the, one of the consequences of that is um, now that we've kind of seen how this first season has played out and, you know, across the league, people are super aware of like the best kind of experience and supporters being here. Um. There's a whole lot of players who want to come and play for Stephen Hart.
0: Uh, great saving, Dari. Right?
1: You know, so uh, I I think that we're going to have access to uh, you know some some really top talent, and you know there are you know it's not I'm not saying you know there's a lot of really skilled uh, players on our team and and. Um, You know, I think that, uh, you know, we chose quite, like, technically skilled players. Um, But somehow at some other levels, some things haven't gelled. And uh, I I think you're going to see quite a significant reset next season. So uh, I would say, you know, (laughs) let's see what our roster is at the start of the season. And then maybe we can start kind of theorizing about how things
0: are going to play out on the pitch, you know has each team had their own particular budget or has it been pre by the league my understanding
1: is there is a cap um, it's never been made transparent what that is um, my, you know our best guesses tend to be that it's that it's, it's you know, that the the overall kind of player budget is somewhere between 800,000 and 1
0: million mark Which is- it's quite a lot for uh, an inaugural season,
1: when you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you know, it's if you if you bracket out all of the um, designated and TAM subsidized players in MLS, you know, they're they're trying to compete with like kind of what squad pair squad players are, you know, paid in MLS. It seems to me, um, okay. Um. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But it, again, you know, none of this stuff has ever been made public, so it's you know, it's sort of there's a whole lot of hearsay that goes into these guesses. But that that's that's kind of my my understanding. Um.
0: So I guess just coming to the end here. Um. So the lads are playing uh, tonight. Um. What will be your score prediction for that? <laughs> oh, I feel like
1: um. The, the I, I would say the two balancing factors here. One is we we don't seem to have great experiences when we travel long distances, and obviously you know Victoria is the longest distance. Um, <clears throat> on the other hand, I feel that um, uh, you know Pacific is a team that's a little bit demoralized right now. Um, you know they 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 were kind of on the rise for a while, and now they've had some setbacks. So it's you know. I don't know we might be catching them at a vulnerable moment and you know a lot comes down to how determined our our players are to get this sort of you know road monkey off their their backs I would uh I would you know based on experience to date uh you'd be you'd be, you'd be hard pressed to predict a win for us, but it's definitely, uh, I would say it's a situation where we, we you know, the, the opportunity presents itself and can we take it, you know? Uh, yes, I, that's I, okay.
0: Yeah. Let's hope so anyway, yeah. because uh, it would be nice just before the end of the season to get that first away win and, as you said, just get that monkey off their back. Yeah, um, I'd love to do a little bit of redefinition, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, th- just uh, finally, um, there's something happened at... Pier 21 with the team on uh, October the 15th. Uh, yeah. Do you have any details of that?
1: Uh, I gather there's uh, there's kind of a small handful of players. If I remember, I seem to have seen that there were like kind of going to be four uh, players at that, um, but also kind of, you know, um, Steven there t- taking questions and stuff like that. Uh, but that, yeah, I mean, that's very much a. a a, a club or an event with the broader public in mind um okay. yeah we're actually um the supporters are actually working on uh, a couple other kind of uh, year-end uh, events that are more kind of um aimed at supporters so you'll be definitely hearing more about that stuff in our channel soon
0: amazing uh yeah. definitely look forward to it um yeah. I said like everything you guys have organized has been amazing so far um, and the club have really got in behind you so um,
1: yeah, they've yeah, been so, great. Uh, they've been great to work with. I mean we've been very lucky on the ownership front and the uh, supporter supporter club relationship front.
0: I, I really appreciate you taking the time, the time out to, to talk to us. Um, I know there's one final game to next Wednesday is the, the yeah. final home um, game. so I
1: think that's at seven, isn't it? It is. And I think there's a, there's a couple, couple plans afoot to mark the end of the season. Um, uh, we're, we're working on a supporters award for, you know, player of the season. Uh, oh, wow! so we're, so we're, we're, we're hoping to get something together in time for that game because obviously it's our last home game. So last chance to do
0: it with all the players present. So I normally work until eight o'clock, but I'm going to see if I can get off early and, uh, get down there so hopefully i'll see you there
1: that'd be great it's
5: gonna okay. be an occasion Thank you so,
0: much. so- I'm here with
2: Dave Smith at the game. What are you thinking so far, Dave? Uh, It's a pretty great experience so far. We've got the kitchen going crazy behind us. Halifax is up one nil. Uh, It's been pretty incredible so far. Great day for it too.
0: How was your trip across the bridge?
2: Uh, It was horrible. Uh, Traffic in Halifax is the pits, uh, especially when they're uh, doing paving construction on a Saturday when everybody wants to get out.
0: So when they have a 25,000-seater stadium, How's that traffic going to work out? Oh, it'll be worse. It'll be worse.
2: But I went to a New England Patriots game in Foxborough and I waited four and a half hours to leave the stadium uh, to get back to where I was going, about a 20 minute <laughs> drive to my hotel. So it, it happens, it's just something you deal with when you have that
0: many people in one spot. So the, the kitchen is rocking again behind us. Tell yeah. the atmosphere is going to be awesome. What do you think
2: of it? Yeah, so far the atmosphere is uh, incredible. And I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to definitely the second half. We still got a little while to go here in the, in the first half. And uh, our boys are playing well. Our boys are playing well.
0: Are you a fan of uh, Tall
2: Ships? Tall Ships is an excellent program. Excellent. So, yeah, so I think they should sponsor it. What do you think? I think that would be uh, a wise move supporting a young and up and coming podcaster such as yourself thanks man I appreciate it not a problem
0: I'm here with superfan Kev Reino how do you think the Wanderers are doing?
3: so far so good they're looking they're looking good uh, early goal now they're playing well defensively I think we're going to get a win here on the last Saturday game of uh, of the uh, 2019 season
4: so how many games have you been to this year?
3: I've only missed two so far there Anto wow so are you uh, how do you think they've done overall? I thought they started out with a bang uh I thought they, uh, obviously, they've missed some uh, key players that were really well for them early in the season. Uh, the, the loss to Shaw really hurt. Um, Aida started out really well as a super sub, and now he doesn't seem to be quite in form. But they managed to pull, uh, pull back, and then they seem to be really finishing strong. Moving Garcia up to the nine seems to be a brilliant move. I think he needs a little bit more support, and they're a little bit weak down the right side. But uh, all in all, I think it's been it's been great.
0: Yeah, Uh, you're wearing your uh, toffee shirt here today, how's your Toffees doing this season?
3: Toffees probably are not doing as well as the Wanderers, Uh, we've (laughs) dropped a lot of points to teams that should be uh, below us on the table, Um, but the focus this year is on trying to get some hardware so I think you'll see them put strong lineups together in the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, Um, because unfortunately the way that the English Premiership works, uh, top six is probably at this point not realistic. Uh, but it's been since '95 since Everton fans have had a chance to bring home some hardware, so I think you'll see I think you'll see good things at, at least in one of those tournaments this year. Thanks, Kev.
4: Time added on, Andy. It's finished one-one. I, th- I think it's gonna finish one-one. But overall, how do you think they did? I think they should have really got the win. I think just they. I think they had the better chances. They had more shots on goal, and just the way it goes. Sometimes it seems to be the season that was like for the Wanderers. It's like so many drawn games, like at home. It's, it's, it's not right, really. I honestly think myself that. If it wasn't for the home support, a lot of those draws would have been losses. I so, I, think, I think you're right, I think you're right, because the support this season's been fantastic and I
0: I, don't, I honestly don't think there's any other team in the CPL right now that
4: has this level of support. No, it's the the way that Halifax has got behind like the Wanderers has been fantastic and hopefully long may continue and because as an English guy I love football and I want to see football in Halifax. So Dave, you have come to the end of your experience. Yeah, it's been a good
2: time, right? Yeah, it's been a great time. Uh, would have appreciated a W. They should have known I was coming, but the, we're still time. The W, the win.
3: Sorry, that's a that's not a football term. It's
2: a, it's a North American sports ah, term in okay. general. Right. I would have preferred to win, but uh, it's still been a great time, and I'll definitely come
0: again. This is definitely this is. This is the um, the Wanderers season in a nutshell. Unfortunately, they they draw more than they win, and it's, it's purely because the crowd is like lifting them up to draw against teams that they shouldn't really even be in competition with. Like Valor came here last weekend; they were top of the league, and they got a draw and had a had
2: a clean sheet. So, and Edmonton played in the lower MLS leagues, as you mentioned before.
3: Hold on, hold on.
2: And
0: that's, uh, that's the game in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is a great time and to be honest, like no matter what's happening on the pitch, the fans are always behind them.
2: Yeah, it's been uh, fantastic. The kitchen's been rocking the whole time. As you just heard, uh, oh any God. inkling of any sort of action, the kitchen's all over it. Uh, There's definitely
0: an experience for sure. So what's your name, bud? Ryan. Hey Ryan. So how was the game today? What do you think? It was an amazing game. I loved it. Every second of it. So do you think the 1-1 was a fair result? Uh, kind of, yes. We, we screwed up in the second half. So, so have you been to many games here at the stadium? Only a few. And what do you think so far? Amazing. I love Halifax. So are you going to be a season ticket holder next year? I will be, yes. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm here with... Sean... Hey Sean, so what do you think of the game? Pretty dull. Pretty dull? Yeah. What are you talking about? You're wearing a Wanderers shirt, a Wanderers hat?
6: It was, uh, I don't know, I don't know, it was uh, a Disappointed? A little bit disappointed. It, 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 it seemed to lack some of the intensity from the spring season, I thought.
4: Yeah, I, I find the fall season yeah. was pretty pretty yeah. down from the, yeah. the, the spring flat. season.
0: The players are trying hard, obviously. It just seems a little, I don't know. <laughs> The, the, the energy though from the kitchen was incredible. You were part of that, so did you enjoy that part of it?
6: Uh, as always, yeah. Actually, the numbers today, like, it filled up early, or later on, but early on, it was actually less people than normal. Oh, really? Yeah, we seemed a little thinner than normal, but...
4: Do you think it, we should have won it at the end there with that last chance?
6: Well, we could have also lost it at the end with that last oh, that's, chance. that's so true,
4: that's true. It was,
6: uh, well, we had our chances. It's. Um, we seem to be having issues linking at midfield to attack, but we're a good defensive team. Um, you know, we're not shipping lots of goals. Um, Oxfords seven is really coming into his own. Um, so, so, sorry, sorry. What do you think for next season? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not a tactician by any means. I just feel like the. Uh... Do you think it changed your management though? Because uh, well, I, yeah. Like my my biggest issue is I, I don't entirely know what the, the identity of the team is. I'm not sure what the direction of the group is supposed to be. And that's what I think too. Is yeah.
4: they they need to change and. But we need to build on this because we've actually got a pretty good home record. We haven't lost many games, yep. but um, yeah. things need to change. I think.
0: So, yeah. Oxen are obviously played today. Yeah. Um, it's great having like a Halifax a home t- yeah. home team hero. Yeah. Uh, do you think we need more of
6: those kind of beat players. I think it's good where you can get them. Um, it's not always. A yeah. it's, it's good where you can get them. There's good players around here. Um, but it's always a case of you know you like in any case it's a professional club you want to try to find the, the best people for the best roles. So, we hey, really appreciate your
0: time, man. Yeah, Thank no you problem. so much.
2: So, so we've got all oh, you, oh, you guys are like uh, we've got the goalie's oh.
0: girlfriend here from uh, yeah. Edmonton. Um, what's your name? Natasha. And Tammy. Okay. So uh, what do you think of Halifax? It
2: was really
3: good. It's
4: nice here. First time to Halifax?
3: Yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: you the, the, pitch the pitch game pitch finished one one and. Um, what did, you, what did you think overall? I
3: thought it was a good game.
0: I think we deserved to win.
4: You Edmonton? Oh, yeah. okay. That's, that's controversial
0: here in Halifax. Your, your boyfriend had a great game though. He did. How do you feel about people calling him a big yellow banana? Oh, that's
2: okay. He kind of looks like a banana. <laughs>
0: it's okay. So, obviously, it's, it's harder for people to travel to go and see the games here in Canada because it's so far apart. Um, what, what's the atmosphere like at the Edmonton Stadium? I
2: would say it's about the same as here.
0: It's pretty lively. I'm here with a fan favorite, Dave DeRay Faulkner. Uh, we're talking about um, the Premier League game uh, between United and Arsenal on Monday. Uh, Dave's obviously a uh, United fan. Uh, how's it going, Dave? Good, good. Everything Thanks for coming good. back on the show. We really appreciate no, you.
5: No problem. It's nice to be here again.
0: Yeah, so um, the the game between United and Arsenal, uh, it ended in a draw. Do you think that was a fair result?
5: <sighs> I do, but... I think both those teams are going to be leaving there thinking they dropped points because they both deserve to win. It was definitely. Yeah it, it was, was,
0: yeah, it was. It was an odd game. Like it was really like uh, there was an ebb and flow to it. Like uh, United were on top for a little bit, then Arsenal were too. Yeah. So
5: it, the the as, almost let in a bad goal at the beginning. He parried uh, the ball out right to so when was it. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I, I mean, it, like the the two teams like, I got I, I thought me personally I thought it was a fair result uh, like it could have gone either way but I honestly think that over the the balance of the game I really thought it was, like a, it was a fair result a, a draw Uh, I love McTominay's goal what a what a highlight reel yeah it was it was spectacular wasn't it
5: yeah no it was great first at Old Trafford wasn't it I was reading about that actually yeah first in front of the Old Trafford fan forum so that's awesome
0: I, you could see what it meant to him, though. Like, I mean, like after the goal, like he he was loving every second of it. Um, I, I mean, like I, I think with the United team, they're kind of missing that passion of like somebody who actually like you can you can tell that it means something to them. Oh he,
5: yeah, he loves it. Like it, it just means the most to him. But like, how do you think Oli's like dealing with this team? That like, what do you think the conversations are like in the dressing room he's having?
0: I, I think it's really tough for him. Um, like He's he's a man in trouble. Like uh, This is like their, their worst start to the season in 30 years now, which is a terrible statistic, especially as he was the man who was supposed to turn everything around after Jose Mourinho kind of sank the club. Um, I think in the last 28 games, he's got less points than what Mourinho had in his last 28 games. So the statistics know. are so wrong for him what I like
5: about him though, being at
0: the Man United's like a uh,
5: coach is just cause like, he's so positive with the play. You can tell he's like, he backs them up. Like if they make a mistake and like, he just seems to have their, their back. And I feel like
0: that creates a good culture for Man United. Like they need to get back to that again. You can tell that it's hurting him. Like you look at his face after th- these games and you can tell, like, he's not happy with the way things are going. Uh, you can tell <laughs> he's a United man of heart. And th- I think that's, I th- I think he's been found out a little bit. I honestly don't think he's a top coach. I know that sounds kind no. of no. Um, yeah,
5: but it, it's to be understandable, like he went into a big stage, like jumping right into managing Man United, like that's a lot of pressure
0: to take on. Yeah, exactly, and especially like as he was a fan favorite, that you know, like just the pressure of that that comes with. It. Like you don't want to be a failure in front of the fans who used to adore yeah. you, and now suddenly like like they they hate you because. I there was a thing I saw on Instagram there today that were doing, like, uh, the United fans after the 7th uh, or 8th game when he'd won, like, a bunch of them in a row. And they are yeah. all singing their heads off. Ole's at the wheel and all that kind of shit. And yeah. then they, <laughs> And then they showed, uh, like, another clip uh, after the Arsenal game and they're all, like, get him out. <laughs> so, Remember
5: the Caramel cop during the penalty shootout?
0: Yeah, like that's his,
5: what, the that's look what, on his face was concern,
0: frustration, and holy cow, if we lose this? Like, exactly, it's really bad. And it shows you, like, I mean, like they were waiting on Dan James to get them out of a hole. So I mean, like, it's things aren't right at the club. There, there seems to be he he's got rid of some of these bad eggs over the summer, but I don't think it's been enough, and I no. don't think he's been able to bring in everybody he wanted to because they were linked with quite a few players and. I don't think he got in everybody he wanted to. So, I think it's going to take a couple of windows for him to get where he wants to be. But yeah, whether like I,
5: like, I feel like they're getting to a – they're trying to get to a better position. Like, they tied Arsenal, okay. Okay, but, like, that's a pretty good result against them, I guess, even though I think they should have won. They're, Arsenal are a real tough team this year, so, you know.
0: Yeah, like, like there's, there's no denying, like, uh, Arsenal are definitely – a stronger proposition is this, this this time around. Like they've brought in some top players, they still have that kind of you're waiting for them to to make a mistake kind of thing. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're definitely a little bit a lot stronger. Um, and I, I I between the two of them, do you honestly think that they will make the Champions League places this year? Our,
5: Arsenal, I know I hate to say, it, but I think they have a better chance than United. Sorry, that's I just really me. Do.
0: That's just me opening a can of uh, nine locks. So
5: nine locks, you know, sponsor good, please.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I I, I dumped them last week because I was getting like a little bit pissed off. But <laughs> no, I read about I I heard about that. I was laughing watching the other one. <laughs> oh, well, so... I, I can't resist. I just love that the dirty blonde stuff. So yeah, no, no it's too good. <laughs> <laughs> so so oh, good. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think myself just looking at the disaster that Tottenham is right now. Um, I I honestly think that Arsenal have a a pretty decent chance of making the Champions League places this year. Oh yeah. It, it, no, hundred percent with that I think. Which which is very hurtful but it is what it is. It Kinda
5: of sucks, but Yeah. That's and, the way uh, the league's looking like now, like uh, and, United, like I just don't know they're gonna get the consistency down the down the stretch of the like coming to the
0: end. Like I don't know,
5: I, they always seem to pa- pass off or not quite right,
0: but they've got some big decisions for them. They've got some big decisions to make because coming into like January, another window, do they Back all and give him the money that he wants and spend all that another shit ton of cash on, on players, or do they sack him beforehand and give another manager the window, or do they just not back him in the window and just get to the end of the season? So it's it's, it's definitely a difficult time. The problem at United right now, I feel, is that it's been run by non football people who just don't. Yeah, that,
5: yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, you never like their ownership never seems to back. The manager, like, there's a lot of manager turnover in their, uh, in their organization. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, keep changing coaches. It looks bad. There's always another guy coming in. It's just.
0: I think it's, I think a big, big part of that is the fact that, like, you know, they're still trying to replace the irreplaceable. Like, he, there's no way you could ever replace Alex Ferguson. Like, he's still. No. That kind of. I, but I, I think a lot of the experiments they've tried, like, they tried David Moyes. Didn't work out. I think Ole is definitely, like, trying his hardest, but I, d- I just don't think he's got enough to get the club where they need to be. So, it's kind of, like, I mean, when you look at who's available, though, <clears throat> you know, there's not that many coaches out there that can actually step in. Like, Pochettino might have a – might be looking for a job pretty soon, so they could go for him, I suppose. Yeah, but Yeah, um, no. But he doesn't have a winning mentality. Like, he hasn't won any trophies with Tottenham in five years. So, it's it's definitely a tough – like, for United fans like yourself – it's kind of a it's a tough one. I, I don't know if you saw uh right at the end of the game, uh Victor Lindelof, uh, who cost him quite a lot of money, tried to play Ooh. a cross field pass and like literally just like booted it out uh the other side of the pitch and the whole stadium was just like pretty much laughing at him. Uh, I think that was just a symbol of how United are right now. <laughs> they're just they're Yeah, just, just not looking good for
5: the amount of money they spent on a couple of players and it's just it,
0: it it was comical and it was like they, Arsenal nearly went from the throw in and scored, which would have been uh, the salt in the wound. So um speaking of McTominay's goal, did you see uh, uh I, I think I was mentioned to you on the see Arsenal's captain ducking out of the way of the, the shot
5: yeah no when you mentioned i was looking at i looked at highlights afterwards of of it more and i saw him do that like jesus get in front of that would you would you take one for the team because probably... oh, yeah i took many for the team back when i used to play man like i was a defender right wing on the right uh side i'd always take uh take the shots you just got to do it especially if he's a cop and he's getting paid millions like come yeah
0: on. When, when i saw that like watching the game in real time you, you, didn't, I, you didn't really see it too well but when I watch the, um, the the highlights, they kind of like put it in <laughs> slow motion just to make them yeah, look more yeah, for him. Slow <laughs> Oh yeah. <Poor guy. laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was a hell of a shot. I and mean, I suppose like your natural re- reaction would be, I guess my natural reaction would be to, to head the thing because it's like you know it's going it's a shot on goal. But I guess yeah. I guess he's not as made of staring at stuff as uh, a, a, a dummy Irish person. Looking forward to uh, this weekend. Uh, they're United are playing Newcastle away. Uh, Newcastle just coming off the back of that annihilation by Leicester at home, five nil. Uh, oh right, yeah.
5: Good old Leicester
0: performing like I said they would. Yeah, we both called at the start, man. I tell you, like, yep. Uh, we're, we're we're our predictions are doing pretty well, to be honest. Wow. Um, oh, no. So yeah, just looking forward to the game this weekend. Uh, who do you think? Um, do you think United you know, can get the win or?
5: I'm hoping they do because if they get anything less than three points, Olay is going to be the chopping block. I'm kind of thinking, they're definitely going to be looking at. There's going to be heightened pressure on him. That's for sure because you got to you got to win, even though they're they're away, right? They're in, yeah, in Newcastle. So that'll be a tough ground to go to, but
0: we'll see what happens. I'm the, hoping they pull away. Definitely, like the Newcastle stadium really helps the team there. But I mean, it. The Jordies, yeah. If you're if you're a United fan, you got to be thinking that you're going to win that one, though. You know, it's like, uh oh, yeah, three points.
5: You got to get the three points out of that one. No, no draw for that. That's not a good result for them.
0: So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to make your prediction. What score do you think it's going to be?
5: <laughs> mm. Let's do uh 2
0: 0 Man United. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go uh two-one to United i think newcastle have, i think newcastle have a goal in them just because i can chat him out yeah well i just think it's like uh newcastle at uh, home oh you yeah know. they gotta at least get one yeah so you never know well yeah. uh dave thanks a lot to, uh talking united with me um i really appreciate it um oh, thanks for having me on yeah dave thanks a million. really appreciate it uh love to have yep. back on again um you're a for resident sure. united fan and uh Yep. Yeah, yeah, I represent. Good. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, did I ever tell you that I hate you?
5: Um, glory, and man, United, you know, I have multiple times. Oh, okay,
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. want, I just wanted you to know that. All right, well, take yeah. it easy. <laughs> Listening. We really do appreciate your support. Uh, sorry rugby fans but our resident uh, rugby guru Matt Mansfield was struck down with the two ball bits this week so we weren't able to go over this week's uh, rugby world cup action. It worked out good for me because Ireland are having a bit of a mare so far in the world cup and we'll try and make up for it next week and maybe just have a slightly longer spot and um, so Matt can give us opinions on what's happening. If you would like to be part of the show or you have any ideas for us on topics please let us know. We really do Want to hear from you? You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just reach out to us, and uh, we'll we'll try our best to accommodate. Um, I really want to thank Josh Rooney for designing a new logo. I think it looks awesome. Possibly going to try and get some merchandise, so that way we can have some competitions and give away some branded uh, Dandupol Podcast merchandise. The most important thing is don't forget to subscribe, so that way you don't miss an episode.